You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, there is a Redeemer today, and His name is Jesus. Amen? If you have your Bibles, you can turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, or as always, you can just follow on the screen. We serve a risen Savior, and He is alive, and we can have life today because of that. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. You know, when it comes to Easter, if you think about it, there's a lot of confusion. And we are partly to blame. We send mixed signals that cloud the truth. Think about it. And it's for that reason, when a lot of people think of Easter, they think about a big old male rabbit carrying a basket full of colored eggs. And that in itself is confusing. Amen? For starters, rabbits don't make nests, nor do they lay eggs, especially colored eggs. It's enough to confuse most adults. There was a man that was driving his car one day on the Saturday before Easter and thought that he had run over the Easter bunny and killed it. He actually thought that there wasn't going to be an Easter because he killed the Easter bunny. Well, a woman drove by and just saw him weeping, looking over what he thought, again, was the Easter bunny that he had killed. And then the woman said, what happened? Said, well, I just accidentally run over the Easter bunny, and I feel terrible. What can I do? She said, stay right there. I know exactly what to do. She came back, and she had this can of spray, and she started spraying it till all the contents of the can was gone. She just sprayed that little furry animal all over. Miraculously, the Easter bunny jumped up came back to life, went down the road about 50 yards, turned around and waved. Went down another 50 yards, turned around and waved. Went another 50 yards, turned around and waved. The man was astonished. He was blown away. He said, lady, what was in that can? The woman turned the can around so the man could read it, and this is what it said. Hairspray restores life to dead hair Adds permanent wave. That's got to be the worst Easter joke I've ever said, ever told, but I had to just tell it. I couldn't resist it. Amen? Amen. All right. But sometimes, if we're honest, we get a little confused about Easter. And that confusion keeps us from really understanding the truth. So today, we're going to look at John chapter 11, verses 25 through 27 where Jesus makes a very important claim. Now, this is the conclusion of our series, Jesus, I Am. The seven I Am statements of Jesus in His own words. There are seven I Am statements in the Gospel of John, and I have saved this particular one for Easter Sunday, and you'll see why as we read these verses. So we're going to begin verse 25, and we're going to go through verse 27. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? 
She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. An interesting statement. I am the resurrection and the life. The Bible teaches some important things about life, death, and life after death. You are born, you live, you die, and then your soul spends eternity in one or two places, either heaven or hell. Heaven, which is a place of eternal uh, life and joy, or hell, which is a place of eternal death and torment. And here, Jesus clearly teaches that the way to experience eternal life, heaven, and untold joy is by coming to know Him. He is the resurrection and the life. You heard me say two or three weeks ago when I talked about Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one way to heaven. And it's through this man right here named Jesus. We need to understand that today. Not only is this claim to, uh, to de- deity, the phrase I am is biblically significant. We've talked about it. It is one of the most famous names for God in the Old Testament. I am. Here, Jesus is claiming to be God. But even more important than that, he is claiming to have the correct answers to the deepest questions that we face today. What are they? Is there life after death? Is there hope beyond the grave? How can I know that I am going to heaven? All of us face those questions or have faced those questions. But here's what I love most about this claim. Jesus isn't saying that Christianity is a teaching that shows the way to life. He is not saying that there are doctrines or dogmas that teach us the path to take, to make it to heaven one day. This is what he's saying. He transforms the principle by making it personal. This is not about a pathway or a principle. It's all about a person, Jesus Christ. You see, when you are sick, you want a doctor, not a medical book. If you are being sued, you want a lawyer, not a law book. When you are hungry, you don't want a menu, you want a meal. Likewise, when you face your last enemy, death, you don't want this. Listen, you don't want other things. You want the Savior and not some spiritual principle. In Jesus Christ, every doctrine is made personal. Look at this. Jesus doesn't just offer life. He is our life. He doesn't just promise resurrection. He is our resurrection. You see, when you belong to him, you have all that you will ever need in life, death, time, or eternity. Jesus isn't just promising that he will one day rise from the dead. He's promising that because he conquered the death and the grave, we can conquer death and the grave as well. He is life. He conquered death. He is the resurrection. He conquered the grave. Some bones from one of Buddha's fingers were sent as a gift to the emperor of China during the Tang Dynasty. They were later forgotten about and then found in 1981. The finding was a sensation to Buddhists everywhere. And the bones are now visited by many Buddhists. 
If someone claimed to find the bones that belonged to Christ, no Christians would believe him because our faith is found on the fact that there are no bones to find. Christ rose from the dead. Amen? A man and his five-year-old son were driving past the cemetery and noticed a large pile of dirt next to a freshly dug grave when the little boy said, Look, Dad, one got out. Now listen, next time you drive past the cemetery, think of the one whom the grave could not hold. There was one that got out. His name was Jesus. The first thing I want you to see this morning is Jesus made an impressive claim. An impressive claim. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Not only does Jesus claim to be the resurrection and the life, he says that everyone who believes in him, even if we die, we will live. Then he says, everyone who believes in me shall never die. Now I know what you're thinking. Wait just a minute. I have known a lot of people who believed in Jesus Christ and still died. I mean, even Billy Graham died three years ago, and he loved Jesus about as much or more than anyone. Amen? I have known a lot of Christians who have died. No, you haven't. You say, yes, I have. No, you haven't. Do you know what Jesus means when he talks about death here? In the Bible, to die means to be separated. It's the separation of the person's soul and spirit from God. And the Bible says that if we know Jesus, Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the book of Romans, I want you to know today, it's possible to live forever. In John 11, Jesus interrupted his friend's funeral. Lazarus walked out of the grave. Now, I've known, listen, I've done a lot of funerals, but I've never seen that happen with my own eyes. But I know this. Because Jesus walked out of the grave, I don't need to fear death. If you know Jesus, when you die physically, you will be alive spiritually. Here's a way to think of it. If you're born once, you will die twice. If you're born twice, you'll only die once. If you are born only physically, one day you will experience physical and spiritual death. But if you are born physically and then born again spiritually, you will only experience physical death. Because spiritually, you will live forever. So here's my question. Have you made that decision to trust Jesus, to receive eternal life? Here in this passage we just read, Jesus uses a double negative. You can't see it in the English translation, but it's in the Greek. The phrase, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die, has a double negative in the original language. You know what a double negative is, don't you? It's the way we speak in the South. That's where I'm from. I ain't got no. Or I don't have none. Or I, I ain't never had. Jesus is basically saying, if you believe in me, you ain't never gonna die. So you need to understand Jesus is from the South, y'all. 
Not only did Jesus make an, listen, an impressive claim, but he asked an important question. Jesus doesn't just make a claim. He asked a question, and it's very important. He was a master at this. You see, he would teach a lesson or perform a miracle or preach a sermon, and then he was able to get right to the point. It's more than just claiming to be the resurrection and the life or interrupting a funeral. He asked one of the most important questions in the whole world. Do you believe this? You are here today on Easter because you have some type of faith or belief in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're convinced. Maybe you're questioning. Maybe you're just confused. I want to break this down for you. Jesus claimed to be God. He claimed to be more than a teacher or a religious leader. He claimed to be the Son of God. Beyond that, he claimed that he alone was the way to heaven, the only way to heaven. In John 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through, say it, me, me. And he said that he would die a violent death, but he would rise again on the third day. Hundreds of people saw him after his resurrection. And here's what it comes down to. Here's what it comes down to. Do you believe this? You see, if Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said. The issue on which everything else hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. If he didn't, then let me say this. Why even be here today? Why? If he did, then why haven't you surrendered your life to him? The pyramids of Egypt are famous because they contain the mummified bodies of ancient Egyptian kings. Westminster Abbey in London is renowned because in its rest, the bodies of English nobles and notables. Mohammed's tomb is noted for the stone coffin and the bones it contains. The Taj Mahal was built as a memorial to a wife of one of India's shahs. Arlington Cemetery and Washington, D.C. is revered for it is honored resting place of many outstanding Americans. But the garden tomb of Jesus is famous not because of what is inside, but because it is empty. Do you believe this? I don't mean do you believe that Jesus was a historical person who died at the hands of the Roman government. I don't even mean, do you believe that Jesus supernaturally rose from the dead? I mean, do you believe with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind that he is the son of God who died on the cross for your sins, rose again on the third day and offers salvation to you? Have you repented of your sins and trusted in his offer of salvation? Have you submitted to him as your Lord? <clears throat> Lastly, you and I have an inescapable choice. An inescapable 
choice. You are the Christ, the Son of God. You are the Christ, the Son of God. For Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, it was a simple answer, a simple choice. Martha said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. Martha didn't hesitate to affirm her faith. She used three different titles for Jesus. Lord, Christ Messiah, Son of God. The words, I believe, are in the perfect tense, indicating a fixed and settled faith. I have believed, and I will continue to believe. When Jesus challenged Martha and asked the question, Do you believe this? He was not asking her if she believed that he was about to raise her brother, Lazarus. The Lord was calling her to personally believe that he alone was the source of resurrection power in eternal life. That's exactly what he did. One author writes, to believe this is to believe that he says of himself and thus to believe in him. It is one thing to hear it, to reason and to argue about it, and quite another thing to believe, embrace, and trust it. To believe is to receive, hold, enjoy the reality and the power of it with all that lies in it of joy, comfort, peace, and hope. So let me bring all of this together. Do you believe this? Jesus Christ stands alone as the one and only Son of God who was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for your sins, and rose again on the third day. The life of our Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities, the virgin's womb and the empty tomb. He came into the world through a door marked no entrance and left through one marked no exit. You know, Yogi Berra, the former New York Yankees Hall of Famer and coach, is famous for his one-liners. He said, you better... Cut the pizza in four pieces. I'm not hungry enough to eat eight. I knew exactly where it was. I just couldn't find it. We're lost, but we're making great time. If you come to a fork in the road, take it. I knew I was going to take the wrong train, so I left early. But perhaps the most famous of his one-liners is this. It ain't over till it's over. There are so many comeback stories, but here are just a couple. How many of you remember Bethy, Bethany Hamilton? She was 13 years old when her left arm got bitten off by a shark attack while surfing. After a month of medical operations, she returned to the sport, learning how to surf with one arm and hasn't stopped since. Within two years after the attack, she won her first national surfing title. She didn't quit. She's now married, has kids, and wrote a book called Soul, S-O-U-L, Surfer. What about Walt Disney? He launched his first animation company in 1921. Well, they got a lot of our money, hadn't they? Huh? But was forced to go bankrupt. He, it took Disney several other failures to finally become successful. He didn't quit. But those are not the greatest comeback stories ever, are they? Jesus Christ was brutally murdered by the experts in execution by crucifixion. 
He was placed in a borrowed tomb. His disciples scattered. That Friday, all hope seemed lost. One day, two days, three days passed. But on that third day, that Sunday, the stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. And the angel said, He is not here. He is risen. Now that's the greatest comeback ever. And one day, He is coming back. As our praise team comes, I want everyone right now to just bow their head as we get ready to close. And this is what I want to ask you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Are you ready? Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Where will you spend eternity? Earlier I said, we all face three questions at some point in our life. Is there life after death? Is there hope beyond the grave? And how can I know that I'm going to heaven? At least three things are necessary if anyone is going to heaven. First of all, you must believe in heaven. Now there is a heaven, whether you believe this or not. But if you don't believe in heaven, you're certainly not going. Secondly, you must want to go to heaven. Not everybody that wants to go to heaven is going, but anybody that does not want to go is not going. And finally, you must know the way to heaven. There is only one way to heaven, and it's not your own way, nor is it my way, but it is God's way. This morning, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would just ask that you repeat this prayer Silently in your heart after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I do believe that you came to die for my sins. And Lord, on the third day that you were raised from the dead, Father, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins and become the Savior and the boss of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. If you prayed that prayer today, that's the most important prayer you have ever prayed in a moment we're going to stand and we're going to sing if you're here today and you want to come tell one of us pastors that you prayed that prayer we would love to hear that if many of you just need to come and pray today the altar will be open if you're looking for a church home you can come and tell us you would love to join this church whatever it may be today you do whatever jesus asks you to do father my prayer today is that you would have your will and your way in this service and we ask all of this in your precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.